Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, gang. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Boos. I hope everyone's doing fantastic this fine evening. It's actually only 4.30 here in L.A., but that's cool. It just feels like I get more day when I'm on the West Coast. So for tonight's uh, topic on our continuing our 10 Things Every Foster Parent Should Know series, we're going to talk about it's going to take a lot longer than you think. And this comes from a question from Nadine. So Nadine sent in this question, and we're actually going to make it one of the one of the things, one of the 10 things that foster parents need to know. And so Nadine's question was, my foster girl is 12. I've had her since January. So it's January, February, March, April, May, almost five months. She's 12 years old. She's been with Nadine for almost five months. What I'm dealing with is very messy. She can use the bathroom and not flush for a couple days, uses tampons and leaves them on the floor for a couple days until I will um, unexpectedly go to her room and find all the dirty stuff. She is not cleaning after using the bathroom. She is taking a sleeping pill around 8 o'clock, but going to bed at 2 a.m. I am seeing a couple signs of opposition defiant disorder. I love the girl so much. She has been sexually abused by a stepfather and her mother who's in prison. I don't know what else to do, please help. Okay, so, what we know is that we have a 12 year old who's a foster child, who's been sexually abused. We don't know anything more about her, about the, you know, the first 12 years, but that's enough. We know, and so let me, let me, let me back up. Here's what we know about this 12-year-old little girl. Number one, we know that she's been sexually abused. Number two, we know that she has been neglected. Number three, we know that she has probably been neglected for long periods of time. Number four, we know that she has not received a great deal of parenting support. Number five, we know that she does not feel safe. How do we know all those things? just by the one, two, three, four lines that Nadine has shared. So that tells us that we have a child who's been traumatized. We have a child who is chronically stressed out and feels unsafe and is emotionally regressed. She's 12, but she's probably like a five-year-old. And considering that she's only been with Nadine for, for five months, I'm going to say you probably haven't even gotten to the two-year-old and probably the baby that's still going to show up. So the title of the episode tonight, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. Five months is nothing. Five months is a drop in the bucket for a kid who's lived 12 years of their life in... Um, potentially abusive, neglectful scenarios. And so, 
I think that you can love a child after five months. With this kind of abuse, the child cannot love you. At this point, she does not feel safe. In order for a child to be able to love, they have to feel safe. If a child cannot feel safe, their cortisol is too activated and they stay in survival and their oxytocin is suppressed. Hey, Tracy, their oxytocin is suppressed and if their oxytocin is suppressed, diminished, then that's your brain's love hormone. You cannot feel love. So you are dealing with a couple of very specific things, Nadine. Number one, it's going to take you some time. Number two, I want you to stop looking at this child like she's 12, and I want you to look at her like she's a five-year-old. She's a five-year-old. Hello, Brenda. She's a five-year-old who already has her period. She's a five-year-old who's been sexually abused, so she feels chronically unsafe at night. She's a five-year-old in the, the dirt. She's a five-year-old who's never been taught how to clean up. She's a five-year-old who's never been taught how to take care of herself. She is not 12. She is five. That is who I need you to focus on. And she may not even be five. She could be closer to three or four. But I'm going to say five. I just have a sense that it's five. Yeah, Tracy, you're right. It's very heavy. I have a sense that it's right around five. And so that's what I want you to look at. And for all of you who work with children, who come, who are foster children, who come from these kind of backgrounds, hello, Dorothy, who come from these, these backgrounds, you have to stop looking at the cognitive age. There's the cognitive age. There's the chronological age. You have to stop looking at the chronological age. And there's the emotional age. So there's the cognitive, the chronological, and the emotional. What you have to understand is that when we become stressed, the emotional age takes over. And the emotional age dictates to the chronological and the cognitive. So Nadine thinks, now let me just, let me just stop for just a minute. We're all the time, we're all the time talking about how we need more foster parents, how we need more children to adopt. Everyone knows that the Department of Human Services is oftentimes overwhelmed in their caring for children. We have a mom who has gone through foster parent training and at best, she understands that maybe she's seeing signs of oppositional defiance, but I can assure you that Nadine has probably never been told that an oppositional defiant child is a scared child. I would say that Nadine is not trauma-informed, and that is a failing of the foster care system. We have to do a better job. You cannot put a 12-year-old chronically abused neglected child in a home and expect this, this parent to be successful with this child, this parent is going to be completely overwhelmed with this child without giving this parent some kind of trauma-informed education, education one, and support. This is a recipe for disaster. Now, I'm thankful, Nadine, that you reached out and asked us a question that you felt that you found the Post Institute and our knowledge, you know, worthy enough and you trust us enough to come come to us with your questions, because unfortunately, you probably wouldn't get you probably wouldn't get the answers and support from your foster care system. That's sad. So that being said, what I want to tell you is 
Don't focus on the chronological age. Don't focus on the fact that she's 12. And don't focus on the fact that she's only been with you for five months. Don't worry about time. I want you to see a five-year-old. Sometimes I want you to see a three-year-old. How would you parent this child if she was five? If she was five, you wouldn't expect her to be that clean. If you were five, you, if she was five, you would expect her to be, to be messy. If she was five, you wouldn't even expect her to flush. Not with a lot of training. So you see, these are basic things that you have to do. But it only happens from a mindset. If you stop seeing her at 12 and start seeing her at 5, then you will see that she is, is not able to function. She's not, she's not yet at a place to function where a 12-year-old would be. Now, I got to tell you, there's a whole nother possible scenario here. Depending on the amount of sexual abuse, depending on the amount of neglect, Depending on the amount of deprivation, because that's all what just in these four sentences, what you're telling me is that there's some there's been some extreme abuse here. Her brain could be completely completely different. So her brain could be um, not even functioning in a in a in a nearly ideal way. So there's there's some under the surface. There could be some cognitive some cognitive thought distortions. There could be some intellectual deficiencies. Um, you know, she may not even be operating with an average IQ. I don't know these things because I'm just going off of four sentences, but these are things for you to think about. These are things that we should ask ourselves just internally, not that we're not, not to cast judgment over your children, but to be curious, to investigate, to ask questions. So you wouldn't ask a five-year-old to be able to clean up all the time without your training them. You wouldn't ask a, a, a five-year-old to be able to flush the toilet all the time without your training them. You wouldn't ask a, a, a five-year-old to, uh, to keep her room clean without training, um, cleaning the bathroom. You wouldn't ask a five-year-old to do that. You wouldn't ask a five-year-old to put themselves to sleep at eight o'clock at night, even though they've taken a sleeping pill, right? You probably wouldn't even give a five-year-old a sleeping pill, but you're giving a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old is being prescribed a sleeping pill so that she can, so she can be arrested into sleep. But the reason she's not going to sleep, Nadine, and it's unfortunate that the psychiatrist probably didn't even tell you this, is because she has post-traumatic stress disorder. Hello, mother. She has post-traumatic stress disorder. She is hypervigilant to bad things happening to her at night, in the middle of the night. You want to help this child fall asleep? Lay down with her. Read her a story at night. Turn off the television. Turn off the electronics. Turn off the lights. Read her a story. Get you a baby monitor. Tell her if she wakes up in the middle of the night and you're not there, all she's got to do is call out your name and you will come and you will check in on her. And I want you to practice that. I want you to practice. Let her practice and get her some food, some snacks in her room. Right, because you're probably going to run into some hoarding at some point, so you might as well start addressing that now. Get her some snacks in her room. This is a child, not right now, not right now, not within five months, but within probably nine to 12 months, this is a child you can put on a bottle. This is a child who's got some deep developmental deficiencies. Um, so, yes, an oppositional defiant child. Nadine says she's seeing signs of ODD. An oppositional defiant child is a scared child, but in this case... You're talking about a severely traumatized child. So it's not even just a scared child. It's a, a child who goes into a state of terror. A child who goes into a state of shock. 
the child is unable to feel safe from one transition to the next. So you're going to have to really learn, really learn. And here's what I want you to do, Nadine. I want you to go to enddefiance.com. End, just E-N-D, defiance, D-E-F-I-N-A-D-D-E-F-I-A-N-C-E, enddefiance.com. That's a free webinar. Let me, I'm going to check it on my laptop right here. Hang on just a moment. Yep, there it is. www.enddefiance.com. All of you can go and, and uh, listen to that webinar. And I want you to do that. I want you to do that, Nadine. And I want you to especially listen to the first hour. This is like an hour and a half webinar. I want you to listen to the first hour because this is the stuff you need to know about this child's brain to start getting you on the path of being trauma-informed. Right now, you've, you've, you're obviously, you love the child, you care about the child, you want to make it work, but this child's going to take some work. And um, I, I want to get you started on the right path. So make sure you have your copy of From Fear to Love and make sure that you go and check out this webinar. And all of you are invited to go. Um, it's How to End Defiance in 30 Days or Less. It's a free webinar. Just Reserve your seat, sign in. You can watch it tonight. You can watch it tomorrow. You can choose when you want to watch it. Um, and there's also one called endlying.com, and there's another one called endstealing.com. So all those are available. However, if you, if you um, once you get the, the uh, free From Fear to Love book, you can actually get the entire How to End Lying, Stealing, Defiance webinar, um, two-hour webinar as well. So... But Nadine, I want you to get in lying into defiance.com. Um, I want to get you, I want to try to get you started on the right track. And for all you foster parents, number eight in our series is it's got to take a lot longer than you think. And don't even be thinking about the time. Just thinking about how much, how much can you invest in this child and start seeing the emotional age instead of the cognitive and the chronological age. And that's going to make a big difference in your life. So I hope that's helpful. Remember, guys, in any given situation, we all have two choices. We can continue to react from our same imprints and blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can stop in any given moment. We can stop. We can slow down. We can take three to ten deep breaths. That turns on our oxytocin response and we can choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. I'm going to be praying for each and every one of you that love and calm and peace enters into your homes and your bodies and your cellular system and just restores you free of all the stress and trauma and fear that you've lived with and brings relationship and love into your home. And I will be seeing you tomorrow. God bless everyone.